Hi guys, it's Tommy and Angelica and I'm Phil and you are listening to Real Talk. Talk. Do you know what's actually paining me? That he gets the satisfaction of, of doing, doing two podcasts. I know. <laughs> it's actually painting me. He's dancing in his seat. He's so excited. Ew, ah! that dance is so gross. Um, so round it, two. Round two. What, 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 we should talk about it with her, no? Yeah, I know. We have a special guest today, and what happened was we recorded the whole entire episode with this special guest. And uh, then I went home and the audio didn't work. So mm-hmm. we're re-recording right now. Yes. And, uh, this the audio is the didn't work round. and Thomas threw himself on the floor and screamed and cried. I did. I, I <laughs> did throw myself on the floor and scream and cry. Yes. I went home at after midnight, saw that it didn't work, threw myself on the floor, was screaming like a maniac, and Joey was like, thought someone died. And yeah. I was like, no, the audio just doesn't work. I'm going to yeah, hold rough. off on my, my what happened to me that night until she gets on the phone. All right. Well, oh, okay. let, without further ado, let's call our special guest. Okay. Oh. Is it? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. We have ah. Miss Rachel Riley Viegas on the podcast with us. Oh my God, y'all. I'm so excited. I like actually, okay, so you know I'm obsessed with both of you, but like I feel like I'm part of your family. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. You are part of the family, honestly. <laughs> You're coming to Jell's Bachelorette. I mean, you can't get more family than that. That's literally, that's (laughs) as family as you get. (laughs) Charleston, here we come. Right? Literally, it's going to be so epic. I can't wait for that batch yet. (laughs) I know. Um, Also, so Rachel, we told everyone before we just called you in that we are re-recording right now. Um, because okay. I messed up the, uh, the audio mm-hmm. list. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you so much for like giving your time and like doing this again with us. Cause yes. oh my gosh, that, of course. That, I'm so sorry that happened, but we're so happy to have you on to talk about everything that's going on in your life, to talk about better with the Brenchels, your family. Um, there's, oh, there's no. so but much wait, snake there's something, in the grass. There's something Uncle Phil wants to get out. I said when he started oh, talking about, how you doing, Rachel? Uh, <laughs> how are you doing, hi, Rachel? Hi, how are you doing, Rachel? Like I said the last time, I'm fanning. So uh, I'm still fanning. Fanning. Anyway, when he talked about I'm fanning over up, Uncle Phil. I'm fanning over all of you. I love that. I think that phrase does need to be the wait, phrase. Do you think it's appropriate to say like fanboying? Instead of <laughs> For some reason, like using fanning. the word using the word boy to describe him is just gross and weird. So I'm gonna say no. Let, let's veto fanboying. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had. This... Let's, yeah, like fanning. Fanning is the best. That's fanning is the way to go. Way He's to fanning go. over yeah. you. That's right. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when Thomas told his story about how he threw himself on the floor, there was a part of my, what happened with me was that night I went up to bed. And I had a sinking feeling that it didn't work. I shut the phone volume off so I wouldn't hear the phone ring. And then oh, all no. of a sudden the light came on and you said it didn't work. I was like, and I didn't sleep. I was up two hours of bed. Didn't you text us that you were the, crying? Wait, yeah. and the selfie that he sent us No, the he next sent morning. us, a, yeah, Rachel, the <laughs> next morning he sent us a selfie. He said, because I wrote, I was like, oh my God, the audio's not working. I'm panicking. And he sent us a selfie and said, I didn't sleep all night. I was crying. Yeah, and it was a really rough selfie. And it was really it. rough looking. So that's where we're at. That's how much we love you, because and that's I'm how a, sad I'm we are. We have her own. Oh my gosh, I love working. it. So, 
I'm dead. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have so much to talk about there. First of all, last time we didn't even talk about the Challenge USA. That's another major show that we have to cover. But before we get into that, we have Big Brother, the new season. We have Snake in the Grass is your new show coming out on USA yes. Today and Peacock. And you also have Better with the Brenchels, which is your own show that you created where you're trapped. So you just moved from L.A. to Alabama. And yeah. the premise of the show is that, I mean, hop in if, if I get it wrong, but the premise of the show is that you stop at all the cities along the way on your road trip from L.A. to Alabama, and you get to know the local communities. You work with um, local organizations, and it's just you and your family, like, taking this milestone, this road trip. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So when we, when I was creating the show, um, they were like, what do you want to do? Like... What are you thinking? Are you guys going to go to the national parks? Like, are you going to do like family stuff? I was like, you know, I think it would be really cool if we could take this opportunity to get to know people in the local community and meet with people that are making a difference in their local community and try to help and try to also make a difference. Because I feel like there's so many different ways to travel. And I, I wanted, originally I wanted this to be like a way that people could see this and then that they would be able to, you know, maybe do this when they're traveling on their own road trips. And maybe they could like meet up with different organizations. If you're like, I'm taking a trip to Miami. So like, let's go party for a few days. But like one day, maybe we can like do a beach cleanup or something cool like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I was kind of thinking. And also I would, I wanted to teach obviously my daughter to um, how she can get involved with local communities and get involved and try to make a difference. Cause I think it's so important for them to kind of see that and learn Um, And now she wants to be a vet. It's the cutest thing ever. I feel like, I feel like what's better than like, of course, obviously you giving back, but even just the chance of possibly inspiring other people to look into giving back. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's more than just her giving back. It's her possibly inspiring other people. It's just like a, domino effect you know you're 100 percent right it's not just giving a platform to the communities that the people that you work with but it does like honestly after watching i'm like i want to get like i need to do more yeah i'm like is there is there something going on in staten island that we could give back somehow right we're like can we get involved so you are making a big difference and and oh yeah it's amazing i'm so glad to hear that because i always kept saying like it's not about me it's about these organizations and it's about like that trying to get the word out for the organizations because maybe they don't have the voice. But like I've been given this crazy voice, like a platform for 12 years. And I'm like, what am I doing um, to give back? And I was like, I needed, I wanted to be able to um, help out however I could with these like local organizations. And then also like, yeah, it's so easy y'all. Like I, that was the other thing I'm getting to writing my blog. It just takes forever when you're a mom of two and I also work. <laughs> um, but like, I, I am going to write on my blog. I wanted to talk about how, um, you know, how easy it is to just give up to give back and to take, you know, a few hours a day or, you know, donate your bras or, um, you know, if you see like, I mean, not in Staten Island, but like uh, if you live in the (laughs) desert, there's a snake or something you can call to have to have it removed instead of killing it. Like, you know, I think that these are good lessons that the kids can learn. And um, I was super excited about it. So. 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and you, you. it's funny. You mentioned like, oh, I'll get to my blog when I have time. I have a lot going on. You literally don't stop. I never met another person who doesn't stop as much as you. You are a mom. <laughs> you just made your own show. Um, you yes. are starring in other reality shows coming out. You Rach, literally don't time, stop. What time do you wake up in the morning? I need to know. Oh my God. Like five. It is actually out of control. And I try to do this oh all the gosh. time because it's like, I, I swear, I'm like, okay, I can just sleep when I'm dead. Like, but honestly, like uh, it's between being a mom and working and trying to do all these things. Like, there's so many things I want to do and accomplish in a day. And even yesterday, my mom was like, I think you're a little bit too much of a perfectionist you can like <laughs> I was like I need to be better <laughs> yeah you're so good you're always going above and beyond um and what an inspiration for your kids to just like be a person that like you know pushes the limit and like just yeah. is constantly bettering themselves and the people around them yeah oh my and- gosh thank you so much well I appreciate you guys and and we're all inspirations, right? We can all be inspiration. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of, the, you, you're also in casting. I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah. You cast yeah. TV shows. You also work with influencers. You literally are a jack of all trades. You do it all. Um, but can you tell us about the casting process, what it, what you look for when you're casting a show? Because I think that, That's especially with this. Yeah. When, with, depending yeah, on what it. show I'm casting, mm-hmm. if I'm casting a show like, Okay, well, we'll talk like Big Brother, right? So if yeah. I was like on that casting team, I would be looking for people that are outspoken and fun and not afraid to be themselves. Like I think the best that can give someone is to wear your heart on your sleeve because at the end of the day, like when you go into interviews, you can say all the perfect things. And sometimes casting, we don't notice that, but like you're going to go in the house and you're going to be a whoever you are. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be whoever you are on TV which is going to be different than what you say in casting because you're going to be in this extreme environment. And if you can just like be who you are, put your heart in your sleeve. Like if you're going for a dating show, be willing to cry, be willing to, you know, risk it all for love. If you're going to go on a game show, be willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to be super competitive. Make sure you say like why you're competitive, like not just, I'm really competitive. Like I'm super competitive because when I was in um, college, I played soccer. And when I would be on the soccer field, I didn't even notice there were other people because I was going after the ball so much. You know, those are great ways to kind of just like build up that so that casting knows that you're serious about and how you'll be on camera, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I feel like you always say that, Thomas. I feel like whenever anybody's gone through a casting process, the advice that you always give is, don't just say, oh, I'm confident, explain or give an exactly. example of a situation where you've shown an immense amount of confidence. Yeah, you want to have stories to back everything up yes. is what I've been yes. told. Um, but it's 100%, funny. yes. It's funny and I be- think like if you're you go. going out, if, if you're going out for like a show that you're a fan of, then you have the opportunity. And that's, people love that. Like in casting, we're fans of the shows that we're casting and we're fans of you because we're, we're obviously called you. We take our time to like get to know you. So I feel like if you are going through that process, then you should talk about that show that you're a fan of. Like if it's big brother or if it's, you know, I'm a fan of snake in the grass after everyone watches it. Cause they will be a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you're a fan, whatever show that you're going out for, talk about why you're a fan of the show. And do your homework. I have had people, embarrassingly enough, go on and be like, wait, what's the show about? And they're like, 
they're already going through multiple stages of casting. And I'm like, wait, you haven't even done your homework on this? Like, you don't even know what the show is about? Yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's, it's not it. So, <laughs> um, Rachel, I don't know if you know this, but I was almost on a show. <laughs> Perfect. I actually went. Well, it's funny because we said, we said it's like, three uh, weeks. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I went there for three weeks and then uh, didn't get on. Oh, I know. And on the circle, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) we never said the name on here. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. No, No, I don't care. On a show, on a show. No, it's not a big deal. No, yeah, it's really fine. You can edit that part out. Cats out of the bag. No, it's okay. We're very like transparent here. It doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, no. So I went through that whole process, and it was a lot of fun. And then you get there, and and you just basically sit there, and uh, you're an alternate. So, but you were definitely right. yourself through the casting process. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the crazy part because I was gonna say like, once you're even, you're still going through casting when you're in sequester. Like yeah. all these reality shows have like a sequester period, and it's like you're still basically going through. Like they have had people on Amazing Race that have not got put on the show. Yeah, they've had people obviously for Big Brother, The Circle, like a ton of dating shows. Dude, we filmed. Okay, we did Paradise Island, um, the remake, and it was for Fox. It was the remake. And we flew out. I don't even know how many people we flew out, but I, it was awful. They had people that were sitting in the hotel room for like a month it, at the beach in Cancun. Like, they could not leave. We're, they were like, please let us go to the beach. <laughs> like, it was torture wow. watching the beach every day. And they didn't even get on the show. That, yeah, that's Yeah, that crazy. happens. I'm, I remember um, on my season... There was two. There was one spot left for a girl in our cast for oh. Big Brother, and yeah. they wound up like they brought everyone there, and they had like a final interview in the hotel. It was with Christy and this girl Jenna, and they wound up picking Christy. Um, but the, oh. and the girl Jenna got booted. But it was like they were both still casting, competing for that one slot left, and down to in the day before. Yeah, down to the oh. day before. They brought all the execs into their hotel room and sat them down and had a whole other interview round that nobody else had. That's crazy. I wonder if that's what happened with this season with like, because Marvin, he like, I just am so confused about how he, he was on America's Got Talent and the circle. And then he was cast for big brother. But like, like we go through background medical psych, like, those are big, that's like red flag. Like you've been on another reality show. Like, I don't right. know how that would have gotten missed. You know, so I wonder that also, like, I'm just realizing like that rubs me the wrong way. So like, he literally is just solely trying to get on TV. Like I'm confused. Like, right. He didn't like, love, yeah. He's like, just a good personality and he maybe wanted to be on TV and wanted an experience, but he's not like a diehard big brother fan. Per yeah, se. I guess. But here's that what I think. I think that the loophole with that was the on the application, if I remember correctly, they ask, have you ever been on TV before? And maybe because the season hasn't aired yet, he was able to kind of it's kind of like what my dad does. Like when he's like, it's manipulating his own mind to thinking that he's not lying, but he really is like, so if the question says, have you ever been on TV before he could answer? No. Cause he technically hasn't yet, but he did film the show. And then when the name got released, everybody was like, wait a second. I literally watch it because it, his episode on, of America's got talent was like the week prior. Right. And the thing is, he he knew he got past that first round. So yeah, but But then it's like so confusing because I feel like they said, have you, 
because I don't know if like maybe that's a loophole on the on the application but when I don't know if this is other shows I've never cast for Big Brother they won't let me but on other shows I work on when we get to like the second so they do the first application when they get to like the final application it says like are have you filmed anything in the past year uh, are gotcha. you in the process of filming anything gotcha so I don't know so now if I went for another show would I have to say I was on the show yeah I mean, and I, yeah, I agree. I bet he was just like an amazing personality. And I bet he just like everybody like he's so cute. And he. Yeah, he's he's so. such a light. I feel like we're going to want to see him on TV. He's going to do great on the circle. I can't wait to watch him. A hundred percent. I know. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Um, I also think there's someone else on the circle that will be watching this coming season. I think you're right. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about Snake in the Grass? When does it yes. air? We're so excited about it. I love the premise. Okay, so Snake in the Grass is this crazy show. We have one episode each. So I know like some people got confused about it, but um, Janelle, Cerise, Stephanie, and I are on an episode. Um, our episode airs at, toward the end of August. I think it's like August 25th or something. Okay. Um, but I will... I will post that like more as it gets closer to the air date. Um, and snake in the grass is like a mix between the mole and survivor. It's this epic show. We go dropped it, get dropped into Costa Rican jungles. We have to camp outside in Costa Rica, like survivor style. And it's just like a crazy experience. And then someone is trying to sabotage it because there's a snake in the grass and it could be any of the four of us. Got it. So, so you never basically, know one who person, is the liar. <laughs> yeah, one person in the group is trying to sabotage everyone else, but they're anonymous, exactly. and everybody else has to figure out who it is. What happens? 100%. What happens if the three of like the three people who are not the snakes figure it out? Um. Well, I guess you'll have to find out when All you right, watch cool. the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I'm so excited. It reminds it's, me. I will of, say um, though, when you find out, you'll. Everyone's going to be on the edge of their seats watching the whole show because the show is going to, um, it's the way that it's airing. It's like, you'll play along with the contestants basically. Okay. Right. So, so that's, that like was going to be my you. next question. So is it like the mole? Whereas, cause I know on the mole, the audience also didn't know who the mole was. Right. Exactly. So the audience won't know the audience will be playing along. So the audience will be like, oh my gosh, like throwing popcorn at the TV. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And it's really, and y'all, I really camped out. There was actually snakes and crocodiles and there was oh my gosh. Um, jellyfish in sharks. It was Oh insane. my gosh. Yeah. It Wait, was that's insane. so scary. <laughs> it was, it's going to be crazy when you guys see it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it's nothing I ever did, but. It was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had on any show that I filmed. And just being in Costa Rica, I think, was just, like, the epic backdrop. And these people, like, it's from the producers of Naked and Afraid. So they're so good at their job of, like, getting the shots. And it's just going to look so amazing. Yeah, Naked and Afraid is a great show also. So I'm, I've never yeah. watched, but you know what? Rach, you know what I'm watching right now? Tell me if you've seen it before. Did you ever watch Temptation Island? Oh, yeah. So I'm casting Temptation Island right now. I'm losing my mind over this show. It is the best reality show I've ever watched. <laughs> okay. I love that you said that because I'm passing it. Yes. Um, it is a really fun show because it's like a mix between a dating show and like uh, like a – I'm not surprised because they're obviously like living in a very posh conditions. But like, you know, they have to tempt the other 
other people. And then I'm always thinking in my head, like, do the singles fall in love with the other singles? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I always, well, I mean, I guess if they're bisexual or like right. they would, but because oh. the single, so what it is, is they take four couples that are in relationships. Uh-huh. They put the four guys that are in a relationship in a house with 12 single girls and then they take the four girls that are in a relationship and put them in a house with 12 single guys. Oh my gosh. It's it's literally fucking insane. It wow. is the it is sickest insane. show ever. But they, you know, they're singles. They like, they do meet each other. Yeah. And like, I always wondered that because like sometimes like the people in the relationship, like, you know, obviously people, when you don't know someone, you're basing anything that you, any form of opinion, you're basing it off of looks. So like, I always wondered, like everybody kind of gets to see each other at first at one time. So I'm always wondering if the guys or girls are like looking at the people who they're going to be living with, like the four people Mm -hmm. and wishing that they were going to be with the singles that are next to them (laughs) instead. That's what I think too. I literally, I, I think that too, especially when we're going through casting, I'm like, these people would get along really well. I don't know yeah. if I'm allowed to say Playing that. matchmaker. You know <laughs> it's like a puzzle that you're just trying to put together on your own behind the scenes. Yes, exactly. Especially on a dating show. Cause you know, you know what these, like what people like, you know what right. I mean? So. Yeah. There's a guy sense. on this season right now that I would... Okay, so you remember Jessica from Love is Blind? Yes. You know how how I feel about Nicole Franzel? Yes. i rather literally live with them for the rest of my life than ever even have a conversation with this one guy that's on this season right that's now. That's how much you hate that's him. That's how much I hate him. That's literally how much I hate him. Like, I've never hated a human being so much in my entire living life. I blocked him on every form of social media. I was this close to creating a link LinkedIn just to block him on LinkedIn. You're oh my crazy. god, wait, which which guy? This guy Kendall? He, oh yeah. He is the yeah. worst human being to ever exist. Literally the worst, <laughs> but I'm not even gonna get into it. Whatever. It's, I have to watch the show. No, the show is amazing. I have to, is it like the new season that's on right now, or is it an old season that you watch? No, this is there's four seasons. I'm on season three. Kendall is on wow. season three. Wow. Oh my gosh. The, in the group chat that we have to watch this and talk you about. Yeah, I want to watch it now. Because I want to watch the new. I want to talk about the new season when it comes out because it is okay, like great. the sickest reality show ever. All right, amazing. And wait, wait really so that means you're casting for this new season that's coming out? Yeah, I'm casting for season five. Wow. Oh, that's so, so if wow. anyone listening wants to be on Temptation Island, then let me know. That's <laughs> sick. Any of our listeners. Yeah. Oh, Joey's raising his hand. Are you kidding, Joey? Oh, he's waiting. Oh. Joey's been so mad at you, and he's waiting for the opportunity yeah, he to, just, like... He did a half raise. He didn't extend the elbow. The elbow was tucked to his side. <laughs> well, listen, little... Joey, if jo- you want to do it... Oh, my God. Honestly, you have to be not and engaged and be... dating over a year. You fit the criteria. Mm. I think right? Well, to... and... I be a heterosexual couple no you don't this season we're we're casting all different types of couples and we're (gasps) casting all different types of like um person like singles so we're casting like literally like uh you know uh bisexual like um, wow straight gay uh, non-binary well joey you volunteered so it looks like you're on that's it (laughs) no going back now joey have fun yeah and so because the network wants to like Make it feel, you know, so everyone can do it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's that makes great. sense. I love that they're doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, well, speaking of like, casting, um, let's talk about Big Brother this season. So where okay. we're at right now. Um, what just happened was, first of all, Taylor, uh, by it, it's like, what's it called? Like 
she's had like a rebirth, like a, a second yeah. chance almost like it's like starting fresh. Yeah. As sad as it was that like, you know, what happened to Paloma that she was really struggling in the house and Rach, you, I want to hear you speak on this, but when Julie was saying like, you don't know what it's like to be in this house unless you're in it, like you don't sleep. Yeah. I remember that feeling. I didn't sleep for like the first week either. We slept like maybe four hours a night if we were lucky. Like we barely did that. It was just, your, your adrenaline's just going yes. and you're like thinking about all that's to come. So to see what Paloma went through and how she struggled, it makes a lot of sense. Like I really could see that happening. Yeah, so I don't remember not sleeping in the house, but I do remember your adrenaline so crazy that, like, that first week, I remember you don't, like, you're embarrassed to go to the bathroom in front of everyone. That was my big thing. Um, yeah. And then, like, I remember thinking in my head that, like, um, this, like, everyone's talking about me behind my back, and this yep. is, like, I can't leave this room. Yep. I can't, I do remember, so I do remember... Everyone stays up till like 4 a.m. And you feel like you can't go to sleep because you don't want people to talk about you. Right. A hundred percent. So I do remember that. Yes. So I do. I remember that too. I do you're feel 100% for her. Right. You feel like right. you can't go to bed because you're worried that if you leave, people are going to be. Because listen, uh, here's what I'll say. I think we're seeing a lot of like, you know, mean girl mentality, mob mentality. People talk about yeah. on Twitter. They get upset over it. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a social experiment. And what I realize with every season that I watch is that it is p like part of psychology is that what brings people together, having an enemy, having a common enemy. Yeah. So people like pick an enemy. You see it every season. People all fixate on an enemy, even if it's not warranted. It's psychology. Right. And it, it brings everyone else together. That's what they do to, to try and bring mm -hmm. themselves together. They choose another uh, a common enemy, someone to not like. And in this case, we saw it happening to Taylor. It was yeah. not warranted. She did absolutely no. nothing wrong. Um, and people just didn't... She, yes, she, but, she got in a game but the, they were not just fixating on game moves. They were fixating on personal things and it just yeah. seemed like it wasn't warranted. It wasn't, if it, it wasn't fair. So it, Agreed, I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is it's psychology mm -hmm. like that people would do that. And they're still doing it in the house today. Taylor Paloma has left the house. We have moved on. Jasmine is now HOH. Michael has won the veto and people are still talking about Taylor and it almost feels like Wait, they're still talking about yeah, her? Yeah, they're still everyone. talking about Not her. Everyone. Some people Well, she's what on I'll, the block. What I'll say is what I'm noticing Yeah, I know she's on the block. She's on so the silly. block. Um Daniel is still talking about her and listen, Daniel's a real talk listener, so we love Daniel, but he is talking about her and what I want to say is I think it's because he's now panicking about the target becoming on him. So he's trying to grasp at straws and still talk about Taylor. He's like still going back to last week when everyone was bonding, oh, talking about but, her. And like little does he know that that's just going to rub people the wrong way. Exactly. Right. It's going right. to backfire. But I think that that's what he's doing. I just don't think it's going to work. I think people well, the problem get is when you're in big brother and you know, like if Michael takes Taylor off the block, then they, he knows that if he goes up on the block, he has a chance to go home. So I feel like yes. the problem is, is like you think about, okay, I have to save myself. Yep. And it just, it doesn't even become about the other person. It's literally just starts to become about like whoever else I can convince the house to get yes. on the block and go home without me. Because I remember my first season, I was on the block the first week. It was me and Brendan and Brendan won the veto. Brendan got off, taken off the block. And Brendan and I went up because we were showman. 
And um, then they put up Annie because she was friends with us, kind of friends with us, kind of friends with Brendan. And uh, they put Annie up on the block. And we were just like, we didn't care. But I remember Brendan making a deal with Hayden. And he was like, who, if you put up, will as a replacement nominee, will go home over Rachel. And he's, Hayden said, I don't think anyone would. And Brendan was like, what about Annie? And then he's like, yeah, I think we could get Annie to go home. So it right. was more just like whoever you can get to go home. You know what I mean? It wasn't, yes. it's never personal. It's just like, that's you want game. your allies to stay in the game. And, and I don't know if that's what Daniel's doing, but I think and I'm Daniel, not saying anything yeah. of the, uh, whatever happened with like the microaggressions, all that, that was like totally wrong. And I, yes. I'm not saying that that was okay, but I do know right. like when you're in that house, it is like crazy because you are in, I know from personal experience, like being secluded and being alone and being like, people were so mean to me. And it was like, I don't know what I did and if I rubbed people the wrong way or what, but like, it's so hard. So like, I totally felt for Taylor because I know how it was. I had girls talking about me and then I know like, and then the girls that were talking about me felt like they were warranted talking about me. So it was just like, I look at it both ways at this point now, but I mean, it's just such a crazy experience. And I know everyone, I don't know from your season, Tommy, I think it's from your season. This is true. At the end of the show, you're basically just going to be friends with everyone anyways. It's like you look back and it doesn't really matter. I don't know like that there's one person from Big Brother. Well, maybe there's one person from Big Brother that I don't want to talk to. But like (laughs) most of the house guests, I feel like I would love to talk to them. If I see them out, I, you know, would love to go out with them. If they need anything, I'm there for them. Like it's it becomes like a big brother family. And so I don't know, like, I think it's a crazy, it's such a crazy experience. And it's, yeah. I mean, if Daniel's yeah. talking about her, he's probably doing it. Like you said, to try to save. Yeah. I think he's doing it to keep himself. the target on Taylor. Cause he's afraid himself. And yeah. just to go back to what you spoke on the microaggressions, I want to like acknowledge that. I don't think that we're the, the people to have that conversation, right. you know, we're, we're, for white people having this talk. But what yeah. I would suggest is that everyone go listen to or watch The Winner's Circle with Tiffany Mitchell. Tiffany has her first episode um, on The Winner's Circle. She's going to be covering all season long. And she has Hannah Chada and Aza. I can't remember Aza's last name. But all the cookout women, they speak on the microaggressions, what's going on with Taylor, the whole situation yeah. in the house. And I watched it. I loved it. It was a great episode. I learned from watching it. I love like listening to their perspective. And they're the people that we should be listening to on this. So everyone Thanks. go yeah. listen to that. Watch it. Um, definitely. There's a lot of stuff going on in the house that we can't ignore for sure. Um, yeah. And we yeah. had um, Hannah on our podcast too. And she kind of like explained a little bit of it too. But I ho- highly recommend, yeah, watching the winner Circle. And I know Ozza talked about like, colorism and the microaggressions and everything and things that I learned so much when Hannah was just kind of briefly explaining what they had talked about to me. And I, you know, I appreciate them so much for having that open conversation. So I agree with you, Tommy, like go watch that, go watch that episode. And that's how we learn. That's, that's how we learn. Um, Oh, by the way, she also has a podcast as if that wasn't enough. Just throw that in the mix. (laughs) She has a podcast too. She like it's literally unreal. Like just when you think you know everything that makes up Rachel Riley, she throws another thing into the mix. <laughs> it's really out well, of control. It's just it's me and Jason um, from Big Brother Three. Do you guys remember uh, Jason, the TV guy? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. So so Jason and Danielle Reyes had this um, 
Secret Alliance podcast and they had like, or they had a Secret Alliance on Big Brother and then they had a podcast called The Secret Alliance and then they brought me on the podcast and then unfortunately Danielle couldn't do it with us because she's so busy doing her like real life. Yeah. And um, so now Jason and I do it. Amazing. I love that. Jason yeah. Guy, yes. So how does it feel, Rachel, to be born the Hall of Fame of Big Brother? Yeah. I know. I, well, wait, sorry. What did you say? I think you, I'm. You you were on the Hall of Fame of Big Brother. CBS just released that. Oh, the Hall of Fame! I saw that. I thought it was a joke. Is that not a joke? Is it? Is that really it from is. CBS? I, I haven't looked into it, but I think it's real, actually. Okay. I, well, I how come? Why isn't Xavier on that? Like he's literally. That's from what the I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I that was the first thing I thought, and then I was like. No offense to Enzo, but why is Enzo on it? <laughs> Wait, I need to see this because I didn't see this. CBS released it? Yeah, I'll okay, find it so, to you. I'll send it so to you CBS on Twitter. So CBS put out this Hall of Fame thing from Big Brother. And I, I literally thought it was a joke from not from CBS because it's like Enzo is on it. Xavier's yeah. not on it. Tiffany's not on it, which I would have thought like for sure, like Tiffany or Xavier because of the cookout. That was definitely a Hall of Fame. People are going to talk about that forever. A hundred percent. Xavier's a winner. So I was like, okay, why are they not? <laughs> Enzo is on the Hall of Fame, which was like so weird because I'm like, what did Enzo do? But I guess someone was arguing Enzo made final three twice, mm -hmm. I guess, or three times maybe. And I was like, oh, I guess I see that. But then I just like don't think of Enzo as being this like Hall of Fame big brother player. <laughs> we see Enzo on um, the Challenge USA. He's, I think yeah. he does really well too, he's is what I've heard. Well. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing well. well. He's um, doing well. But, and I mean, I guess he's, he, it's not like he's a bad competitor. I mean, he's no, right. not yeah. a bad competitor, but I guess he's not like, I, because I played Big Brother season 12 with him, I think, or sorry, he's only played Big Brother twice. So he's made final three twice then, I guess. That's right. The, right, sorry. So, but I guess because I played Big Brother with him, yeah. I felt like he was not like he never really was that great of a competitor on Big Brother on season 12, but he did win OTAV and he did win like some other competitions. I just don't know. I don't know if I call him Hall of Fame. And I I'm hear not you. like totally trying I... to just blast Enzo here, but like. No, that means I, mean... I hear you. That's fair. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's Uncle fair. Phil's favorite. Yeah, he loves well, Enzo. Then, loves Enzo. That's so funny. Uncle Phil, that's your favorite. That's, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the meal. I got. I don't for... get it. For Christmas, I got my dad a cameo from Enzo. That was oh his gift. I love it. That's yes. how much he loves him. It's because here's That's the how thing. How much you love the meow meow? Yeah, he loves the meow meow. But it's funny because when we watch Big Brother, a lot of times we love who we see ourselves in. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So like we love the people who remind ourselves or of hate. us, or, or we hate, hate them. Angelica's or case, we, we we um what's it called on when we were covering All Star season, Angelica hated Nicole Franzel, and we realized that they have more similarities <laughs> than you would think. So we, we don't even <laughs> actually. I want to vomit that I ever came to that realization. We don't have any similarities, not at all. Yeah. Um. But None. Yeah. So that's why I think my dad loves him so much because oh, okay, okay. they're they're kind well, of similar case, yeah. and he is funny. yeah both in insurance. the most similar thing about me and nicole francel is that we're blonde yeah no oh, you oh, have nothing in common with nicole francel yeah i don't remember what we we're to good go back you're and good look at that episode yeah but yeah there was some similarities no, i forgot them just yeah blonde. but that, that hall of fame thing is so funny because i do see why they put nicole on because nicole like kind of invented the back door right yes so that makes sense 
Daniel Rice, obviously, obviously Will and Dan and Derek, and then obviously Janelle and my, I mean, I would say obviously myself. Yes, you yourself. Know, my yes. Own <laughs> but then, I mean, I just was surprised. I could see June's song for sure, because I always feel like June's song almost invented the coaster slash floater game. Yeah. Um, and made it popular. Yep, she and was the then, first to do that. Yeah, she 100% did. And then I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I would have thought for sure, though, Xavier would have been on that thing. And then I know Chilltown with Will and Boogie, but, like, after 14 and after, like, all the drama that took place with Boogie, I thought Boogie would not have been on that. Yeah, that, that was surprising. It might be fake, Rachel. Honestly, we might be. It, I'm not sure it's real. We got to go yeah, to the CBS website. <laughs> Is it on the CBS website? I don't know. No, we're, we're, no, we're, no. We got to figure that out, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Yeah, because I saw it on Twitter, but I was like, this is not a real CBS Hall of Fame list. Because if they, if that was, this, I would be so shocked. Like, yeah. it just doesn't seem like, I mean, of course, I do think Dick is a Hall of Famer. But um, I don't know. Like, I guess he has to be on that list. He is a Hall of Famer. Like, everyone always knows how Dick played the game and, you know. But then a lot, I saw a lot of people talking about Paul, which I could see why Paul could be a... Hall of Famer, but he's not ever won, and he's he played a very similar game to Dick, so maybe it was like just they're talking about people that had their individual games or that made changes to the game. Yeah, makes that makes sense. Yeah, we gotta, but then we gotta if, make our own Hall of Fame case, list. That's what we're Xavier gonna do. And Tiff or Tiffany, one of the cookout members for sure should have been on that list. Yes, because the cookout, I almost feel like they probably weren't just because it was so like recent like it's it's crazy like a lot of these hall of famers have only been on one season but because that season was so long ago and there's so many things that have happened after that with them involving big brother Mm -hmm. i guess they just seem more of like a bigger person in the big brother community and maybe it's just because the cookout was literally last season that they haven't like had a chance even though they might not go back on big brother they haven't had a chance to be like build up that steam and that reputation the years of people referencing them um, yeah. What's, can you tell us who you love from this season? Like we don't listen. I don't want to like you know get too much into it because I and feel like it's love. just getting yeah. started. But we want to no, hear for your sure. Thoughts. I love. I have my. I have great opinions. I have. I love um, Taylor. She's like, honestly, if I was on this season, that's who I would align with. And I've yeah. been asked that on a few, a few times. And I'm like, I would literally have aligned with Taylor. And um, Janelle and I did this like. Um, you know, on Twitter, you can do Twitter spaces. So Janelle and yes. I did a Twitter spaces. And one of the questions was, who would you have aligned with? And I said, off the bat, 100% Taylor, because she's the type of person that I feel like I would have the most in common with. You know how you want to have stuff in common when you're living in a house in Big Brother. And I think she seems like she would be um, good at competitions. She seems like she would be loyal. And she seems like um, she would be someone that would be fun to talk to. So I'm always thinking in my head, like, who do I want to hang out with? Who yeah. do I want to sit at 4 a.m. and have dumb conversations with? Who can I pick as like, and then because everyone kind of excluded her, I was like, she would be a great person to make as like your ride or die. Because if everyone else is like against her, then you kind of want to like bring that person in. Right. Yeah. So I think she would have been a perfect ally. Um, and then I also said the other question was, Going into that game, would you have said you were in pageants, like how Taylor said that she was in pageants, and does that put a target on you? And I said, I would have 100% season 12, season 13, whatever, said that. And now, even in season 24, I think I still would have said it because I feel like it's something to be proud of. Like, it's something that you're like, 
I'm, you know, like it's a, it's an accomplishment. It's hard to win pageants. And I don't think she, I don't think that does put a target on your back. And then I know Janelle said she would not have said it because she thinks that people would have judged her or would have said, you know, like, oh, she's bragging or, you know, all these different things people can make up for a hater for first week. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's such a, it's like a hard thing because it is, of course, in Big Brother, you don't want to draw attention to yourself too much. But then I feel like it's such a accomplishment. I'm what, would, so you have, would you have gone in and said that you were a I'm so confused winner? why people would get weirded out by hearing that somebody else was in a pageant like I don't the only thing the only thing I've read from like Twitter is that like about the pageant stuff is that you're able to sort on sort of like put on like a fake face oh just like you know what I mean I mean I just don't think think like that I wouldn't think like that honestly if I heard somebody and this is maybe me being judgmental and this is maybe wrong I feel like if I, let's say, was in Big Brother and I had heard that somebody was in a pageant, I would just write them off as dizzy. Like, I'd just be like, oh, they're just like a dizzy pretty girl. girl, Like, not a threat. I wouldn't like... But even like as like a Miss USA, though, because Miss USA, they're so freaking smart and like Mm -hmm. they have talents and they have to win stuff and they have to be so poised. So I would would think of the opposite of like a Miss USA. If they were like, I miss Hawaiian Tropic. I would probably think like maybe she's a little dizzy or like I've won 12 Hooter pageants, you know, like that's maybe a little different, but Miss USA, I'm like, okay, this you know girl, and maybe it's because I did pageants, but I'm yeah, getting in you my did head. Pageants. Where did she place the ex- Miss the, USA? The Miss, um, where did I she don't place? remember. Was it? Rachel, do you know where Miss she Michigan. played? Miss Michigan. Yeah. She um, was like the Miss Michigan for the USA, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The extent of what yeah. I know about pageants is Miss Congeniality, the movie. So like and that's yeah, why. And she won Miss Congeniality. I honestly never seen that movie, so I know zero about pageants. No, but okay. that's like it kind of goes off of what you said, Angelica. Like I, um, I remember on our season, Cat and Holly said that they did pageants, and I was like, oh, cool, that's amazing. Like it does. It's neither here nor there. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like, like it's just like it doesn't feel. affect the game. Is kind of how I would feel. I don't know. I yeah. just didn't get it. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the game. But I could see if you're like a jealous girl. A jealous girl could uh-huh. be jealous of that. But if you're like. You know, if you're a real girl's girl, then I think you would be like, this is awesome. Because I know how, I mean, I know personally how hard it is to win Miss USA. I never did a USA pageant. Like, for the love of God, I would have loved to, but I was not at that level. But, like, they're so accomplished and they're, like, poised. And these contestants are, like, you know, they're just so smart and they have to be so articulate. Yeah. um, Which is why a lot we don't see a ton of Miss USA candidates on reality shows because uh, the casting always says they're too um, turned on. Like they're too, uh, they know what to say too well. And they're not, they don't, they can't take it down and be like too real. If that makes any sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just associate that as putting on a fake face and you're, you're not going to know the real them because they're so good at, you know, mm-hmm. putting on a front. And maybe, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't. I guess I didn't think of it that way because that would be that would make sense because you would think maybe they they were so good at putting on that fake smile and the present I, the stage presence that they have to have obviously to be mm-hmm. on that big stage. So maybe that is a good point. So maybe it is smart to keep it as a secret. I don't know. I mean, I'm I so transparent think... myself that I can't keep anything a secret. 
even when I try. <laughs> I also think it goes back to what we were saying before, like the psychology behind this. In the beginning, yes. you're looking to find a common enemy to bond everybody else together. So I feel 100%. like it was a mixture of maybe her making the pageant comments, but also people were just looking for someone to target. I think that yeah. that's what happened in the beginning right. of Big Brother. I feel like we've seen it in so many seasons and we have to remember this is a social experiment. That is the the, game. the pattern is that people want to target someone in the beginning to bring them together. So, you know, it doesn't make it yeah. right, but I do think that's No, what's 100% happening. I agree with you. And I think my other pick would be Michael because Michael's I great. love that he's a super fan and yeah. he's so fun. And the way his fiance talks about him on Twitter makes me love him even more. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, but like just in general, I think Michael and he's won two vetoes now. And yep. spoiler alert, he won the, the second veto. But yep. um, he's won two vetoes now. And I feel like he's obviously there to compete. So, yep. And he's a Janelle fan. And that makes me like him. I trust anyone that says they're Janelle fans. Yeah, I, I hear you. I feel like he could be, I feel like he's a big brother legend in the making, actually. I, I kind think of, so, too. I feel and like that's what we're like seeing. Almost like James Ryan, but hopefully, like, maybe he'll win. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I I'm love Michael and I love Nicole. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, I love Nicole, yeah. too. I'm loving I like Nicole, more. too. I think Nicole has a good, I always keep saying, I think Nicole has a good chance of winning. I see for sure Nicole in final three. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Nicole won. Um, that was my pick for the winner before even the first episode. No, Just pick, reminding you guys. And she's on the, ro the ropes the whole time. <laughs> she's yeah. on the block for the second time. Rachel, is there anyone you don't love? I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't love Jasmine. And then she won HOH. So I feel like I have to give her credit for being a player that wants to play. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, How'd she win I, HOH she, after she hurt her ankle like and that? Did she really win? She definitely hit the floor. Well, she, I, I, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know. Everyone is saying that, but I guess it, she got it. Maybe she hit the button before she like, no, no she I fell off the wall and she held up, but, but you see the confetti flew away and then she hurt her ankle. They were running late and, and I just think they just went, all right. Was that English? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't talk English. Don't mind him, Rachel. No. Wait, it's that's English. what everyone keeps saying, though. I hear what Uncle Phil's saying, because everyone keeps saying that. Yeah, I mean, you don't get a great picture. They all do screenshots. You don't really see a great picture of the foot on the floor. Right. But you, I saw a video where the confetti was flying away. What confetti? What confetti? Like, there's confetti <laughs> on the floor. Uh, Did you watch the but show? But what about oh, the but what okay. about the winds from her body like almost falling down? Like yeah, if her I don't know. But like, she hurt no, herself. Rachel, enough. just so you she know, her ankle enough to hurt herself. Yes, so. she. But just so you know, sometimes we have to decipher what he's saying because he but does speak not. English, but he <laughs> he talks in caveman sometimes. So we have know. to like pick apart what he's saying and try and really Look. understand it. So now we got it. Oh, okay. Angelica. You see how I'm not touching the paper, but it's moving. No, you should have the video on for this one. Angelica has a, a piece of paper that she's floating in the air, anyway, trying to move. Anyway, I, I don't know. Oh my god, I love that. Well, you know that Brendan says that about me, Uncle Phil. That they, ha Brendan says I have my own special language, and that Brendan has to consistently decipher it. Yeah, that's so. That's what we're doing and right he says now. He's we're the like, only one that can figure it out. You know what it is? They don't listen to me. That's the problem. Right. That's what I say. We're like Uncle Phil and I are like twins. 
<laughs> oh, he's fanning even more now. Uh, I know, I'm fanning even more too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rachel, I have a question. Do you moisturize? Yeah. Do I moisture? Do I moisturize? Moisturize, like with no, cream? I know, I'm kidding, because I, on Big Brother, this was an inside Big Brother joke, you would have picked up until, like, if you were a real Big Brother fan, <laughs> I spelled mo- I spelled moisturize on one of my things, and it actually spelled moisturize. Yes, so I, so, yes. Word. You know what she's talking about? I do, but I forgot about it. it. Yeah, oh my gosh. I don't remember. So the first season we had... Uh, the first season I spelled chemistry because I thought I was like real smart and I was like, I'm a chemist, I'm gonna spell chemistry. And then the second season, I was spelling moisturizer, but I spelled it moisturize. Moisturizer, that's amazing. That's my big brother inside joke with the, all the fans that are listening. Well, we need to, <laughs> well, we need to know, do you moisturize? <laughs> do I moisturize? I do moisturize, yes. I, I love to moisturize. Well, he, my dad does not moisturize and he's constantly, he's constantly, he's scratching his dry skin at all times. And you know, like those pet peeves that you have, like some people hate when you scratch jeans or like, oh yeah, like crunching in the snow, like little sounds that bother people. Angelica (laughs) hates when my dad scratches his dry skin. And she freaks out. Like, well, because he scratches and it's instantly like you see the flakes of his skin coming off because he's so dry. Ew. Because he goes from his salt bath to his salt pool and so he's all salted up and all dry and doesn't moisturize and then he just scratches his skin and it's the craziest sound you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> well, when you describe it like that, I don't know if I want... I think maybe Uncle Phil needs to moisturize. <laughs> Dad. So That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Uncle Phil needs, needs to moisturize. I love that. <laughs> That's the best title ever. Oh my gosh. Uncle Phil needs to moisturize. That's I'm amazing. I'm obsessed. Oh my gosh. Rachel, we love you so much. No, I literally We're... love you so much. We should wrap up. Oh my God. You guys, I love you so much. I'm fanning myself. So I just want to say <laughs> one more time to everybody listening. You have to. So, oh, we didn't say Better with the Brenchels is on immediately after Big Brother. All you have to do to watch it is go to Bespoke TV. It's spelled B-spoke, S-P-O-K-E, TV.com. And then you click live TV and you get to watch Better with the Brent Shows. You get to watch right after Big Brother. Right after Big Brother. Brendan, Rachel, Adler, and Adora take a road trip, move to Alabama, and stop all along the way. It's a great show. I love that it's live. Yeah, Um, I I just want to say one thing about that. I did learn something new, that the aliens kill the dinosaurs. Yeah, right? Oh, my God, right? Thank wow. you for watching that episode. Wow, Dad, nice. <laughs> I, I, I want to go to that place. <laughs> it was really fun. It's one of those, like, really silly places that you have to stop at when you're driving on Route 10, but, like, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to watch every episode. We'll be watching, so um, everybody else should watch, too. You're going to love it. Uh, Rachel, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. And I apologize for all the random distractions in the background. Oh, you're so you fine. We no, love hearing amazing. the kids. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we sign out, we always say one, two, three, it's been real. So will you do that with us? Yes. All right. Ready, everyone? One, one two, two, three. three. It's, it's been, been real. real. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, I love, right, you. love you. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it.